think of and remember the unique service rendered by those brave, brave sick men as well as women who sacrificed their heads but did not surrender their Sikh religion, who got themselves cut to pieces from each of the joints of the body, who got their scalps removed, who were tied and rotated on the wheels and broken into pieces, who were cut by saws, who were flayed alive, who sacrificed themselves to upkeep the dignity of the Gurudwaras, who did not abandon their Sikh faith, who kept their Sikh religion and saved their long hair till their last breath. Uttar Guru, Wondrous God. Inspiring. Acharyaji, religious conversions and violence are ongoing nowadays and people who believe that their path is the only truth are dominating other religions. There are socio-political reasons behind these conversions. People who are fighting for their religion are looked down upon by the society. Many people take pride in calling themselves spiritual rather than religious. As we progress in spirituality, and our identity with religion drops off, we don't have the urge to fight. But if this dominance continues, the sacred texts and wisdom of the saints would be lost. Acharyaji, my question is, what is the importance of religion in one's life and what is our responsibility in this situation? The Sikh Gurus gave swords to the Khalsa to protect their religion. Gandhiji used non-violence to get freedom. Jainism too gives a lot of emphasis to non-violence. I don't understand the concept of non-violence when our freedom is at stake. Kindly show me clarity on this subject. With love and gratitude, Parmeshwari from Qatar. So two questions you have asked. One, what is the importance of religion in one's life vis-a-vis -vis spirituality and the second question is about non-violence so i'm sure it is fashionable and equally naive to talk of spirituality sense religion. Religion is the pathway. That leads to spirituality. And at the center of spirituality is godliness. I 
ultimately the ego needs godliness neither religion nor spirituality so why even talk of spirituality simply say i am godly why say i am not religious but i am spiritual the fact is it is impossible for 99.999% people to be spiritual without religion just as it is impossible for 99.999% people to just by grace find liberation without delving into spirituality you cannot be accidentally spiritual religion is needed if religion has been distorted or corrupted or polluted then redeem it refine it liberate it of the pollution but you cannot just drop religion as something outdated or unnecessary what is the difference between religion and spirituality religion is for the one who is far away from the temple as most people are so they need loud and harsh worldly reminders in their language to come to the temple so they will need for example festivals there is nothing called a spiritual festival but there are religious festivals why are festivals needed so that people who are usually far away from godliness have no inclining of beyondness are made to turn to beyondness they are told today no business no work no school no usual fare at the home today you just have to be with god obviously the god that they would think of is the god of their images but still that image is better than the usual stuff their usual day comprises of 
Religion is like the call of the muazzin. It is meant to wake you up and it travels far and wide. Religion is like the temple bell, the big one. Its toll travels up to miles. Or the Ramcharitmanas being sung at daybreak. Who comes to hear the Chopais? Even those who have very little to do with Ram. Even they come to hear of these things and they say, fine, the day has started with at least the word Ram falling in my ears. That is religion. And then a situation is created in which these millions of ordinarily Irreligious people turn a little inwards, are made to believe just a little in stuff beyond the mundane. <coughs> Religion is that which makes you put a Krishna idol at home. Religion is that which makes you have a copy of the Gita at home. Ordinarily, why would you be interested in the Gita? It is only because of a religious compulsion that you keep a copy of Gita at home, don't you? And your home might consist of 20 people. Then of these 20 people, across several generations, in 100 years, in 200 years, it happens that one boy or one girl discovers an old copy of the Gita lying covered in all due respect in the little family temple and the little one says what is it? I want to understand and this happens not every day. This happens once in hundred years. Maybe two hundred members of the extended family over several successive generations would have seen that copy of the Gita lying in the temple. But nobody cared to approach it with love, with interest, with curiosity. 
they just said oh it's a holy book it's a religious requirement it is a religious requirement that the krishna idol is there and a copy of the gita is there it's a religious requirement it's kept there that little boy or that little girl went to the gita actually picked it up and was enthralled krishna cast his spell possessed greed and fear and desire and future started vanishing from the mind of the little one and when i say little one i don't mean someone 6 months old little one compared to the old family grandfathers so let's say 15 years old 15 years old and krishna takes over now this is spirituality krishna has taken over now krishna is not merely in the house when it comes to that boy krishna is now in the heart this is spirituality but for krishna to be in the heart it is required that krishna should first of all have been in the house that is religion without religion how will you get spirituality tell me magically it is possible but you are unnecessarily raising the odds without the myth of krishna why would somebody be interested in the gita please without the beautiful panorama that has been woven and visualized around krishna why would somebody go to the gita do people have so much discretion on their own that they would go to somebody who is not yugalized not famed not fabled not deeded do we have that kind of discretion if krishna were not a popular god i am asking you how many people would go to the gita that's a good comparison how many people go to ashtavakra with the kind of reputation or the lack of it that he has and the gita of ashtavakra is as deep as the gita of krishna but how many people go to ashtavakra ashtavakra carries no special place in religion 
So his Gita has not succeeded in being useful. And the Gita is not an easy read. It is counterintuitive. It asks you to not to expect results from your actions. It tells you that even if you kill someone, there is something that does not die. The mind does not want to accept these things. The mind is not conditioned in the physical sense to accept these things. If Krishna were not a god, would you continue reading Gita even after Krishna said that he has been present since eternity and Arjun too has been present since eternity? You would say, what nonsense? Maybe this book was written under the influence of alcohol. What is this fellow saying? And is he not promoting violence? He would come up with a thousand intellectual arguments against Krishna. And intellectually, most of those arguments would actually be valid. It is only the halo around Krishna that enables you to gain value from the Gita. And that halo is not spiritual, it is religious. Without Krishna being who he is, would the Gita be what it is? The spiritual ones say, we like the Gita, but we do not like the myths associated with Krishna. Fair enough, but tell me, how long would the Gita survive sans Krishna? In fact, the purely spiritual ones go step one step further. They say it's not even the totality of Gita that we admire. There are a few parts, portions, verses of Gita that we pick up and like so much. The rest, you know, we can keep aside. If you have so much of discretion, that you can pick stuff from spiritual texts, then why do you need spiritual texts at all? Your own discretion is good enough, capable enough to carry you through life. Spirituality would not be able to survive the loss of religion. Man needs religion. I do not know whether man is physical, I do not know whether man is social, but man has to be religious. And that does not mean that one has to be dogmatic. Religions in general themselves have been a flux, especially in India. There has been all liberty 
to let religion evolve religions have responded to the changing times religions have branched out and they have branched out so much for example that today you do not know what to really call as the hindu religion it's a vast banyan tree and you do not even know where the so called original roots are and all that is wonderful and beautiful and all right let religion grow spread branch out let the useless outdated or harmful parts die down in other words let there be a renaissance let there be a renovated religion but do not say that man does not need religion we live in stories we need religious stories as well otherwise the worldly stories will just sit upon the mind occupy it and become so heavy that man will crush under their burden i'm not saying that it is impossible to be spiritual without being religious but that is the prerogative of one in a million people an ashtavakra can say that he does not follow any religious rituals and is yet deeply spiritual but look at the common man look at the ones who are boasting that they are spiritual but not religious do they have the grace of an ashtavakra their ego is making them attempt to match ashtavakra it's a self destructive urge of the ego like all its other urges the essence of kabir sahab's teachings is spiritual but today is kabir jayanti and if you really have love then you would remember the man as well no that is religion religion is honesty honestly we are all body identified are we not 
we are body identified but we do not want to care for the body of the one who gave us so much and is giving us so much is that not hypocrisy religion says do not care merely for the teachings of krishna care also for his body so celebrate janmashtami the day he was born is that not honest if you are associated so much with your own body and are you not then why don't you want to give value to the body of krishna religion is the body of spirituality and godliness is the heart of spirituality are you getting it would you just say that we bother only about sant kabir's essential message essentially there isn't any message if you go into the pure essence is there a message there is no message there is just the vast open sky does the sky have any message no none at all religion is practical religion is honest religion is earthly religion is beautiful people talk about the toxic effects of religion on contemporary life truly there are toxic effects of misplaced and blinded religiosity on the world but do you want to throw the baby out with the bath water the toxic effects of dogmatic religion are all visible but why do you forget that the deep teachings of the religions are all that is ensuring order in this world otherwise what would man be just another animal muslims are placing bombs in churches christians are killing muslims you say see religion is the evil's agent man does not need religion why does somebody need to be a muslim why does somebody need to be a christian religion only makes people fight against each other but i am asking you where does all the love and compassion in the world come from please tell me were you born with love and compassion have you emerged from your mother's womb you will say no but i was born in an agnostic family we did not even discuss religion sir religion is in the air your family might not have supplied religion to you but still this entire world 
is running on a religious order. You absorbed religion from everywhere. Otherwise, why should one man not cut the throat of another man? Do you think it is a scientific value to help others and help others without any corresponding benefit to yourself? Help others with zero expectation of gain to yourself? Do you think such a value is secular or scientific or modern or intellectual or logical? No, sir, it's a religious value. And we have been ungrateful that we have not acknowledged the central, very pivotal contribution of religion to the development of mankind. Scientists are working in a laboratory. It's a cutting-edge laboratory, state-of-the-art facility. What makes the scientists cooperate with each other? Merely expectations of gain? Will you be able to rule jealousy out? When I say rule jealousy out, I mean, will you be able to banish jealousy by ruling against it? Will you say, jealousy is not admissible in this scientific facility? Will science be able to take care of jealousy? Even in the most advanced scientific laboratory, what is it that prevents the scientists from being jealous of each other? Is it science? Would nuclear physics empower the nuclear physicist to shun jealousy? No, it is religion. It is not common sense. Please do not say, oh, but these are universal human values. No, these are, there is nothing called universal human values. In fact, there is nothing called human value either. Man is made human by religion. Today, if you find that almost one-fifth of the world's population has turned irreligious, they declare themselves atheists or agnostics, and they are still prospering, it is because man has been for so long religious that, as I said, religion is in the air. Just as the catastrophic effects of climate change take a few decades or a couple of centuries to show up. Similarly, just like deforestation, the effects of dereligiousization will take a couple of centuries to probably show up. That is, if we survive for that long. If you find religion bad, then just Honestly consider a world totally without religion. Then probably you will not find religion so bad. I assure you there is nothing in man's physical constitution that prevents him 
from being envious or lustful or tense or attached in fact man is designed to be attached and ignorant and violent it is only religion that tells him you are not an animal you are the son of god without religion who will whisper this in man's ears man will just remain an intellectual chimpanzee huh? intellectual nevertheless a chimpanzee a gorilla is a gorilla even if he is the head of department in a prestigious intellectual university no intellectual gorilla what do i mean by that that the basic physical instincts remain gorilla like on top of those instincts sits the intellect but the basic gorilla instincts are very much there that's what is an intellectual gorilla intellect can at most bring you to that point it cannot make you human what do you want to be an intellectual gorilla or a simple human being 